Blood for the blood god! Blood for the blood god! Blood for the blood god! Our blood boils! Our blood boils! Time to grind through to the end of the week. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett, joined as always by Kyle, who sent me some ridiculous shit to play at the top of the show to this week. Oh. <laughs> Kyle's on his bullshit again, everybody. My big bullshit, yep, yep. Can't make time for that. I gotta make time for Total War Warhammer 3. Mm, One of the worst yeah. names in video gaming, ooh, honestly. Yeah. What do you I'm T-W- not gonna be able T-W- to talk to you about where the Mandalorian has gone this week, but I can hear about you playing an old game. It's not that old. It was 2022. In my defense, I've never played one and they've made so many. I have to imagine they've done three once before and and it's just they just they just keep making them. So I assume it's usually old. There's a legacy to this story. There's a legacy. It, it, the beginning of the computer upgrades began on this podcast with Total War Warhammer 2 because I was on here and I was saying, man, I love that game. But ah, the enemy turns just take forever. It's such a poorly designed game. It's so low optimization. And someone wrote me in and they're like. Kyle, that sounds like your computer's the problem. <laughs> like, no, no, the graphics are fine. Once no, it's the, the it's the games it, that are the problem. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So These damn say, games keep getting better looking and asking more of my computer. Well, Total War Warhammer does not get better looking, I'm sad to report. <laughs> However, after a rather harrowing journey with Xbox Game Pass and its issues... Uh, so what happened was my Windows 11 login, I did that, you know, when I started my computer, I'm like, oh, hello, I'm, I'm Kyle. I have this account already. Yes, hi, hello, yes, it's me. Hello, and it says, hello, in the middle of the screen, and would you like to do this in like three days later, please? And that'll last for eternity. So I was logged into my, my Windows, and then I went and got Game Pass again, because I turned it off for a little bit there. Yeah. And it goes, it installs to 13% and just stops five times over, just stops it doesn't know what it's doing so i dig and i dig and i dig and i eventually found out that if you log into windows in a different order on windows 11 game pass becomes confused because it thinks your windows accounts don't match so it freezes your downloads if they're too big as like some oh, sort of fun or just a glitch so oh. i had to log out of both restart the computer re-log in and it worked so i was playing warhammer total war 3 I had a similar issue years ago when I didn't realize I had two Microsoft accounts. So my PC was logged into the one that I had. I I guess what had happened was I set up Xbox under my my one Gmail and I set up my Microsoft account, which at the time I only had for Word and like Office under a different under a secondary Gmail that I have. And uh, yeah, now it's now it's all under one. Uh, uh, I went with the one that was attached to the Xbox because that seemed a lot more inconvenient because I'm like, whatever, I'll just wait till my office sub runs out and change it over to this new email. 
Yeah, I had, a, I had almost the same issue. It, you can get, but that was before Windows 11. I, I was on 10 for that. It's weird. It's strange. I'm I'm still getting used to Windows 11. I expected to hate it. I kind of like Windows 11, and I'm oh, surprised. Fine. I'm kind yeah. of digging it. it. I made it look like Windows 10 with a couple of button presses. L- literally, you, uh, you mean you just you, you you put the Windows button in the yes. bottom left hand corner? The search instead of bar the over. I turned yeah. off the weather because I have a window. T- Ten was doing that, by the way. As someone who recently reinstalled Ten, the, like the newer version of Ten is like, you want the weather widget? I'm like, shit, no, I don't. Get that ugly do thing. Ha- I have a hell phone. Of my- I have a phone. Yeah, I, I do not need phone. to know what the weather is when I'm sitting at my desktop PC. I'm not going my- outside with this. I guess if I was going to print like Google Maps or something, I might plan my weather on my computer. But no, we don't do that anymore. No, no. And and I, it, when I the last time I used MapQuest was probably six or seven years before I had a phone that could do it because I literally just printed out the directions to Vinoy Park in St. Petersburg, Florida, because that's where Warp Tour was, and that was the mm-hmm. only time I needed a map. And it just lived. Sure. That shitty printout was just it just lived in the glove box of my 1996 Honda Accord for like five years. I mean, it's kind of fun. Like, that's one of those, it's not nostalgia for me because, what, I was maybe like three. But yep. I love the idea yep. of the old AAA. You know, you go down to the office. They say where you go in. Oh, say, my well, parents were huge about that. Yeah, yeah, you do like the, I'm going to Virginia. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, he, we he, we recommend these stops. And they get out the map and they draw on it for you. And, like, that just sounds really relaxing. I, I have, I am part of the problem for the blockbuster nostalgia. I, I really miss, I, I don't know about you, uh, had, you know, dated a lot in high school. Friday night was always date night. That was, that was it. Oh. And I always thought about it ahead of time. And, mm. you know, like every other Friday would be a blockbuster versus a going out to the movies kind of, kind of date night. You know, save a little bit of money. Yeah. Just, ah, man. Loved, <laughs> loved going, loved going to the blockbuster, picking out the movie. Uh, uh, not picking out the snacks. You go to, again, save some money. You go to Walmart or Target yeah, to pick out the snacks. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. pay blockbuster prices for those those movie snacks. But I really do have a lot of. I I miss the smell, the cold AC, the smell of that plastic vinyl that the slips for the movies lived underneath on the the plastic clamshell for sure. a blockbuster movie. Ah, oh. oh, and we had a we had a Thai place that we would hit up uh, by our our um, movie theater that didn't give a care. <laughs> so we don't have the big big bins of Thai food and just be sitting in the movies just eating that. Oh nice. Awesome. Nice. I've never yeah. never had a movie theater like that. Every movie theater I've ever had, I've uh, had to sneak food into. I'm sorry, Stickler. local movie theaters. Yeah. yeah. Well, they know. They know. The popcorn price, they know. They know <laughs> that you're gonna break the rules a little bit. And if you're eating out of a bag, you know, like a horse, it's okay. We have a we have a local theater that's owned by the local film society and their prices are not horrible. For their snacks, I will happily, I will happily patronize their snack bar. How do we get? Oh, nostalgia. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes we nostalgia. had Hastings, nostalgia. your entertainment superstore Ooh, in uh, yeah. New Mexico, and uh, you know they had, they had, they had the selection, the video games, the the rumble pack with the rubber band around the cartridge that you would get when you rented Star Fox. I, I do not remember the name of the non-blockbuster we originally went to. It was just like a mom and pop place. It was the first time I ever rented Mortal Kombat was from this store. And Ooh, I remember begging yeah. my mom to let me rent it. Uh, literally, I think took roughly three months of visits to the store and begging for her to finally be like, you know what? Uh, I, don't, I don't care if this scars you. Here you go. 
Sure. Yeah. You know, the, the, the violence. You gotta, you gotta be careful. <laughs> I'd already played it a bunch of time. I go to the arcade. I would play Mortal Kombat. My buddy had it over at his house. That was, that was, that was, unfortunately it was the Mortal Kombat two on the super Nintendo, which didn't show the blood, which is the, the shit version of that game. Sure. Yeah. For six, it was, I think I was a little old for it because I had played it thoroughly at everybody at everybody else's house, but I got GoldenEye on uh, my sixth grade birthday, whatever. I guess that'd be 11? I think sixth grade, sixth grade is when I got my N64, oh which my I, I was, yeah, I got that and I got GoldenEye. I think that's, yeah, that, 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 that was, that was the Christmas. That was, there was like, it was a lot of pomp and circumstance, you know, like, oh, you know, the parents come out with the box and they're like, okay. We think you're mature enough for this. And I played it like a thousand hours at friends' houses. So I was a little like, uh, oh, that, hey, but I by that, copy. By that uh, time, uh, my folks weren't so freaked out about violence. Um, maybe they should have been. I don't know. But I was I was playing actual paintball. I had shot real guns at that point. I lived in the we middle of nowhere, okay. y'all. I little, grew up a bit of a redneck. Um, but yeah, so by the, by the golden eye was like, baby's play for me i'd already been like shot in the throat with a paintball like (laughs) well so you know the reference at the top of the show total war warhammer 3 and the blood for the blood god and the skulls for the skull throne because you know it's just it's just a violent crazy universe yep and uh the download to up the gore in the game is called blood for the blood god it's a free download dlc so that they can sell it as t for teen but then you can you know put the oh that's 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 adorable yeah, That's adorable. So also, if I were a parent, I'd be really into that. I'd be like, "Oh, cool! Yeah, here, let's. Maybe I want my. I want to get my kid into this because maybe I want to get them in the Warhammer. But maybe I also don't want it to be uh, scarring." Sure. I mean, in the new, you know, this one has uh, basically centibytes, so you know, there's a nipple hanging out here and there. So maybe not. Maybe not go for the Total War Warhammer three. Uh, a lot of vomiting, bile beasts. I, I often uh, spend way too much time uh, daydreaming about what type of parent I would be if I had a kid. How would I be about nudity? Because <laughs> as like as I've grown up, I'm like, I feel like our parents probably should have been a little more anti-violence and a little less anti-sex. But That's America. That's yeah. just like you go to the UK, there's, you know, breasts on advertisements and you just kind of, oh, weird. But it, yeah, I don't know. Also, freaking, I don't know. I was drawn naked people at a fairly young age because I did art my whole life. So sure. But the human form, you know, nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear there's some some kind of outrage about the statue of Michael in schools right now. I have literally no idea. Apparently it's a big, it's a big thing. I don't know. The the naked guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Michael doesn't have a big thing, but apparently it's a big thing uh, with some parents. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, uh, People are dumb. Huh? (laughs) Huh. (laughs) weird yeah i have no idea i don't know idea but yeah i was i was around i was i was i was around i guess a decent amount of tasteful nudity growing up so i guess so maybe that's why maybe that's why i feel that way but i see yeah i still you still remember the the like uh fast turning off of like movies that you know went places where your parents didn't think they were gonna go yeah, mine was. I, I, there, there were many. You know, it wasn't quite the the throw the blanket over the TV kind of treatment, but there was some zoom aheads, and one of them was Jurassic Park, the the scene where the arm falls on the lady down in the 
down the basement. Oh, sorry. I thought we were still talking about like like uh, steamy scenes, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't all, remember all any of that. All, all, all corn nudity in yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, all those dinosaur junks. Oh man, yeah. When the about. Triceratops mounts the other Triceratops. Oh my god. You know, and David, you look Attenberg away, like, Timmy. It's a beautiful thing, but. <laughs> Their environment was dying. And you're like, thank you, David Attenborough. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> really appreciate the bummers there. To be fair, we've been watching First Eden. It's his documentary from 1987 on the Mediterranean. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's beautiful. But he still, you know, took the time to make sure we were all properly bummed about deforestation towards the end. So, oh, okay. Mm. Thank, thank you so much, David. It's like the, or there's a, the, the awesome planet short if you, in the land pavilion at Epcot. And I... I've been to Epcot so much in the last few years. I've slowly been checking off even the dullest things that I would never go to, uh, mm. you know, if it was like my one visit of the year. But it was hot and we just didn't want to leave the land pavilion. That's so why I was like, oh, let me go see this. And it's really nice footage. Like if you're like a Planet Earth fan, it's on a nice big screen. But oh, boy, it bums you out real fast. Yeah. Uh, it's about the, about the state of the world. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it happens, man. You, you watch those nature dots. Some, some turns out we, you know, there might be some issues that we may have <laughs> caused. You know, per, perhaps, perhaps. Mm, per, interesting. Captain Planet didn't solve all the problems. Uh, no, as it turns out, as as it turns out. So no, uh, Captain Planet, man. I- interesting, interesting message. Only ugly people pollute? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Wait, what? <laughs> <But that show. laughs> Is that what you took away from it? <laughs> well, yeah, because every like even the ladies, she had like had her hair half her face, but she was like horribly scarred. And like, you know, you wonder like what backstory befell this poor lady? Did did the scarring happen or the po- desire to pollute happen first? Like which one turned her to a life of crime and uh, environmental attacking? I don't remember. I don't remember that. It's been a while. I just remember the green, blue, green, green mullet. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. You had the mullet and flew mm. around, and you know, mm. and when your powers combine, you know, like, like anyone who I guess is passionate about recycling. If you're passionate about recycling, you have a green mullet. Uh yeah. I think if you're gonna go that far, you might as well be passionate about um, what they decomposition piles. What's the where uh, you get uh, uh, composting? Is what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. composting. I'd yeah. love to do composting. I think that'd be that'd be cool. What's happening? You know, I own an apartment. What's happening? Well, I have an apartment, so I don't oh. want a, a a jar of rot on my back porch. <laughs> <laughs> they got the the plastic uh, uh, turning. It's like a thing that sits up on a stand. The digester. The yeah, you kind of like yeah, it, so you can turn give it. Give it some momentum. I think it's more about making sure the stuff on the bottom that gets put back on the top, and I think that helps kind of the process. But uh, I'm not an expert. Don't quote me. Speaking of mullets, yeah, that's my transition to Zelda. <laughs> it's not technically a mullet, but he does have fangs. Link kind of look like new. Let me let me look like a. It's been a while since I've looked at Breath of the Wild Link. Um, as as our resident uh, uh, hair spurt, uh, yes, let me let me. I'm just gonna. This is great for audio. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you know it's kind of kind of weird on the link. I can't find a picture of the back of his hair. To me, uh, Breath of the Wild Link looks like if you kind of just shaved your head and then let it grow out, except for <laughs> what I refer to as the elven sideburns, because yes. the hair yeah. in front of just in front of his ears is longer than any of the other hair on his body or on his head, which is not what would happen if you shave your head and you just let it shag naturally. I like the yeah, like the the, the giga sideburn thing. I like that. Um, what, what's uh, what's her what's her name in um, Scott Pilgrim? Where you got the, the oh the Ramona two. Flowers? 
Yeah, Ramona or like the Tron lady. Like it's a popular like cyberpunk kind of pair. Oh, yes. Yeah, very much. Like where you've got you've got extreme straight bangs, but then on the sides in front of your ears, you actually let yeah. them grow out a little further. Yeah, it's it's oh, he's got a ponytail on the back. OK, so never mind. He, Does he? I, thought, I thought he's flopping free. Uh, he got a little here. a little bit of a gather in the rear. Um, so never mind the, the, the okay. hair in front of his ears would be the, roughly the same length as the hair in the back. If he let his, uh, his, his, you uh, took out of your scrunchie. He desperately needs some boxer briefs. This diaper thing he's wearing when he's falling is just awful. Diaper thing. He's wearing tan pants. No, no, no. Like in the, in the new uh, tears of a kingdom. It, oh, okay. He, it is I, I have, it, I have it, zero it, plans to play that right? game. So I haven't looked at the trailers. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called in uh, like, um, like, a Victoria's Secrets, the Cheeksters, they, they, they kind of have the curve <laughs> up around the buttocks because they're not boy shorts. They're like, it, it's just like, just get some of those uh, like Under Armour kind of like hug Listen, your I, I could correct you to a T, but that would be giving away information that is intimate to someone else in my life. <laughs> um, so I'm going to refrain, uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> now here, he, like somewhere in this quest, he obtains pants, but the initial fall, he is wearing some sort of cloth diaper business i don't know i, I don't know oh, oh you're so, showing like me. you're showing me th- there's there's nothing more old man I, I have many old manisms one is roblox because i played warcraft 3 i play horrible games i see roblox and i go oh no and i know i'm going to be playing it in like five years there'll be something it's, new by then it's the 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 Fortnite the Fortnite umbrellas the Fortnite hangers uh gliders i just see those and i go oh oh kids these days <laughs> that's like my instant like oh my heart oh no yeah as soon as i heard there was like a building crafting in this i was like zelda's no longer for me i'm out i mean to be fair if this was my like christmas gift the building mechanics even the the wear and tear on your weapons so good so perfect for like an only game in third grade because you're going to play that thing to death. And the more you can screw around, the more you can knock the stick to power it up, to launch it, to hit the balloons that cause the explosion that make the goblin go as it dies. Like it, that would just sell forever. It'd be perfect. Because you, you didn't just like, you like Ocarina of Time, you logged in and just like rode the pony around a bit, right? Just oh, like, God, yeah. yes. I, I remember yeah. daydreaming that it would be fun to run around in the world with, like, other players before I understood the concept of, like, an MMO. Uh, sure. And I would just, like, explore and just, like, I would idle in, in Ocarina of Time, essentially, like, the way I idle in MMOs and have since 2005. So, yeah, I, t- I totally, yeah, 100%. Like, it's, it's... we've talked about it out of a labor breath of the wild didn't really do it for me um i I wanted way more dungeons and way fewer of the little mini puzzle shrines that all felt to me very homogenized i think that's a very popular sentiment yeah also and also and then where i've gotten myself in trouble online is i think the world feels empty as hell and i think it's the worst soundtrack in the history of a zelda game Oh, that, that likely fighting words. I yes, <laughs> people have come at me for the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is an exercise in orchestral blue balls. It never goes off. It oh, never, sure. ever, ever goes off. And while I enjoy ambient music, uh, I don't want it in my Zelda game because Zelda music is the best music in video games. And sure. they somehow found a way to kind of make it disappointing. 
Yeah, oh, that's that's if it's not catchy, right? Like there are those movies where you just remark at the sound. For me, Pirates of the Caribbean, just that. They did. They did it. Yep. Avengers was all complete mush, except for bum, 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 bum. like everything else was just mush. Every but Marvel movie has yeah. completely unforgettable music, except for soundtracked movies like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and that one piece of score for the actual Avengers theme. There's nothing sure. else in, in any of the MCU you can hum. Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, and and like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was actual music that you would recognize it was supposed to kind of tickle your nostalgia there are those particularly universals really bad about this where it's just like random music it's like the whole movie is made of songs that should be after the credits like overly <laughs> passionate whole new world covers and you're just like what who are you pushing what the hell is this it's like the national anthem getting riffed on you're just yeah. like just do just do the national anthem yeah. it's fine yeah you know <laughs> So I guess I guess we're just diving into my thoughts on Breath of the Wild to, to like go deeper. Like I have a lot of respect for the game. Like I get why it's so beloved, but it's not what I was looking for in a in a Zelda game. Um, so yeah, like I'm and and there's so many people that absolutely love it and I won a ton of awards and I don't think it didn't deserve those awards because I do think it's an impeccably made game. Like I, there, there's there's a difference between uh, it's not for me and it's bad. I don't think Breath of the Wild is bad. I think it's not for me. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. The that's thing I'm point, mad yeah. about is like the soundtrack. Like I would have been like, well, because I like listening to the Zelda music. <laughs> so I was like, at least if I didn't like the game, I would have a new Zelda soundtrack to listen to. And, and to me, I really, really dislike the soundtrack. So yeah, it, for me, it's the copy paste dungeons that you know just gave me zero incentive to explore. Yeah. I yeah. Am. The way you solve each puzzle is different, but like, I just, I was like, this is like if Apple designed Zelda dungeons like the details look the same and well the zelda dungeons are so thematic right you have your fire your ice your water and i really don't want you to change that that is yeah. that is the drug i came to purchase and i would like it please and so <laughs> this morning i was a little taken aback because matt mercer is trending on twitter and i was like oh no but uh he's playing ganondorf in the upcoming tears of a kingdom which sounds pretty sweet uh, apparently there's like old cosplay footage of going around of him you know fully dressed up or something like it apparently the guy's a super fan so I mean, good on him for getting the role yeah ganondorf one of my all-time favorite video game villains like right my shallow complaint is just we gotta get off this system man the, the nintendo switch like oh it's done this, yeah man this it's overly done. blasted cell shade look is just entirely uninspiring <laughs> i'm i'm done with it uh it it, it launched uh, underpowered and and now it's old <laughs> on top of I mean, being... my, the weird part is you know granted my my switch is like having this whole new life because of kids now you know my son's three and a half he's loving mario kart we're gonna uh get luigi's mansion three coming up and so he can do the little guigi thing with me and like do this oh, nice. side co-op like that that console has risen dramatically in use over the last year but the weird part is it's smaller than my graphics card is in my computer <laughs> right now. I, my 4090. You literally have like the most powerful thing you could own. Uh, so I, I wouldn't it's say that's true. a fair comparison. Uh. No, but there is an element where you're like, huh, you know, you're doing all right, Nintendo Switch. You're doing all right with your your sizableness and, you know, your quality and your screen and even got touch capability. But uh this is not, I imagined MMOs, we'd all be in VR. 
granted, VR is exhausting, and I really don't want to get up and stand to raid at the night. But th- there's a part of me that just goes, this is not what Zelda was supposed to look like when I'm 35. <laughs> Zelda was supposed to be blowing my mind. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> this this could, if we want to go deep here, this could go a while. <laughs> this yeah, could go a while. I mean, what, what, what are you going to rip? I have a lot of Nintendo thoughts in my head, and we're going to talk about the Mario movie in a second, and some of those thoughts okay. are tied to that. So I'm going to I'm gonna talk ahead. I'm, I'm going to reference the Mario movie and try not to get into it too much because I want to talk more about the Mario movie in news. Okay. Uh, but... Um, I, I, long story short, I went and saw the Mario movie this last weekend. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I am a Nintendo grump, uh, uh, grew up with Nintendo, have a lot of nostalgia for Nintendo. I love, uh, I love my memories with Nintendo. Uh, I'm, I'm always mad at Nintendo (laughs) these days. (laughs) Always. I'm just constantly mad. Uh, I think they have the most overpriced, uh, and underwhelming online everything. I don't think they understand how the internet works. Uh, I think their subscription service <laughs> is a joke compared to anyone else's subscription service, including Sony's, which is also a joke. I don't know why um, they don't have GameCube that like I, I have it because I, have the subscription I, service. I, I, I don't, I don't they, to me. I, I get very annoyed with Nintendo continuing to sell me the same game over and over again. And, 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 or in this case, making me subscribe to the same game over and over again. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm getting like re grumpy about it as I play things like the resident evil remakes where I'm like, granted until four, I didn't play those games. So it's technically not me buying it again. Uh, but I, I bought four, I already had four, but it feels like a whole new experience. Cause they put a lot of effort into remaking that game. And it, so now I'm kind of sitting here being like, I really wish Nintendo would just do that. Uh, but your thoughts about you wanted Zelda in your thirties to look mind-blowing uh i i I, that's where i want to defend the nintendo it's like they've never been about that nintendo's never been about uh i don't don't know if i don't know if you meant realistic but they've they've never been about uh, technically pushing the envelope with visuals they've always had a style they've always had like an artistry to the way that their games look uh where having the latest greatest and best hardware has never really held them back I think until the switch, I think the switch, like the fact that I'm, I played that, uh, links awakening remake they made, which is great. And kind of what I, more of what I want from Nintendo. If you're going to sell me old games, update them. Um, the, I think that's a really good example. However, it drops frames on the switch. When you play that game, it's a Nintendo game that drops frames. And, and that kind of bums me out. Cause to me, I always kind of defended Nintendo of the past. Cause it was like, yes, they don't have the most like cutting edge, best looking games on the market from a technical perspective, but I know it's going to run like butter and it's going to be a really well-crafted experience. And I feel like just a little bit that's been chipped away at them. I don't think it's the end of the world. This is me like some big proclamation that Nintendo is dead. Uh, clearly they aren't. Um, but well, that was, was that the, like, do you mean drop frames as in like it was chugging or that it, was, it, it would chug, was not it would chug, it would chug on the, on okay. the, uh, I'd be playing it on the switch and it would freaking chug in some places. Not, that's weird. That's not game breaking, hit. but it's like I don't I no. don't expect that from Nintendo. It's not even a Nintendo thing. To me, it's always just a console thing. When you buy a console, you are investing in the games you buy for it work. And that's why like Cyberpunk was such a debacle. Yeah, that, that's the part yes. of the debacle I cared about was like, whoa, if this comes out for a console, it has to work. If it comes out, it doesn't work for a computer. Half my fault, half yours. Who knows what's in my machine? I might be at fault. You might be at fault. There's a lot of mystery there. 
maybe beta weekends could help you, but still, like that is just that's development hell to getting everything to work on computer. But yeah. console, it better be ready. I, I my first Zelda game was Ocarina of Time, so my mental picture of Zelda will always be in that kind of Wind Waker grump area where everyone was like, "No, no." I simply didn't play Wind Waker. I've never played it. Uh, you should. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's great. Yeah. Arguably the best Zelda. Like, it's but good. That, that environment, that 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 environment of the, what was the heavy graphics, what was the good in the dark universe uh, for Zelda is what really hooked me. So that's yeah, where I'm same, like, eh, Same. And when it originally came out, I was in the camp of Grumpy against Wind Waker as well. Because I, I bought a GameCube based on that tech demo. <laughs> Of, of Link fighting Ganondorf. I was like, that's yeah. what I wanted it to look like. And then I got Wind Waker and I, I didn't end up playing Wind Waker until like way after the fact in college um, and still haven't beaten it to this day. I've been waiting for them to put out the Wii U HD remaster on the Switch because I'm like, finally, and they still haven't done it. So on top of being annoyed that they keep selling me the same game, sometimes they don't even give me the chance to buy the same game that I want. <laughs> So, so for me, the subscription yeah. service is worth it because I have access to all those old N64 games. I go through them with my son. We have access to even older games like the old Mario's. And I love Paper Mario. I think all like the time troubles or any, any of the little kind of paper. They're not always called Paper Mario, but any of the RPG Mario's. Mm. You can just make them at nauseum. I love them. I think they're adorable. I think Sad, a Lonely Bowser is one of the best comedy sources in the world. I'm all for it. But they got to put GameCube on that thing. Like, what? Why? Why is GameCube not available on your subscription service? I want. I love Luigi's Mansion. I want to play it again. Uh, 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 my conspiracy theory is it behooves them to slowly roll it out so they keep you subscribed. May, yeah, it could be they do like a new game available and, you know, you kind of unlock it. Because like, they're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to win the, the the just massive library game like xbox game pass has the lockdown on the we just have so we're just going to paralyze you with options it just seems so weird because of the price right like there's never a sale i'm not getting right. luigi's mansion 3 any cheaper than i did the day it came out yeah and, and i mean in, in that way nintendo's a bit apple like but again then we get then i like me this is the garrett nintendo grump snake tail eating like i come back around to the the hardware ain't up to like like apple snuff like the the premium i'm paying for for your games doesn't like your hardware doesn't live up to the the price experience although the hardware in its defense way more affordable than any other console on the market so your your initial buy-in is way lower the the games never go on sale they also think ahead on some really cool key features like your uh your dongles, your your controller switches in, like those are meant to be loose so that when a child drops it, it absorbs the impact by launching the sides off easily. Oh, I didn't know and that. You can, go in, you can go in there and like actually replace the little plastic piece that has like a bend to it so it slides out easy with a mm -hmm. metal piece, you know, if you're an adult. But <laughs> if you drop it, it won't have shock absorbing. Like they really kind of think about a lot of the stuff when it comes to kids and families. Yeah, again, I dare yeah. you put a cartridge in your mouth. It tastes disgusting so that children sure. don't swallow them. Yep, yep, yep. Or, you know, the screen survived being covered in peanut butter. Like, it happens. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. It's a real it's a real hot and cold relationship. It, to me, at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't matter because I'm going to play Nintendo games. Like, they, 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 they will always have, albeit in my mind, a small offering of things I want to play. But there's always going to be something I have to play. 
I have to have mm-hmm. Mario Kart in my life. For a very long time, I had to have Smash Brothers in my life. I think I've moved on. Um, unless you, it's- unless we move near each other, and then I think Smash Brothers <laughs> will re-enter my life very quickly. Um, yeah, that, that it's it's one of those games that uh, you know, much like MMOs and fighting games in general for me like i gotta have a friend super into it so that when i play i'm improving and i challenge them again and you have this yep. kind of ladder and you need and you need you. to be roughly in the same uh, ability level too right because because my i had one roommate in college who was just so good at melee i'd never played melee again and then brawl came out and then suddenly we were all like about the same level of good at it and while melee is still the smash brothers that's played for an esport brawl became the the household smash because the three of us it was almost anyone's game unless i played pit and then i was unbeatable well yeah 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 <laughs> i was a bastard absolute bastard but if i played link who i you know was my favorite then it was pretty damn even so. sure sure i wasn't allowed to play zelda chic was my uh, oh my yeah character. yeah i wasn't allowed to play just zelda because all I would do is just Din's fire juggle you. It was so fun. It was such a cool build with a little curve to it. and the You could manipulate its trajectory, yeah, and then when yeah. you release, it explodes. Oh, it was, it was super so, satisfying. It was so good. When my buddy would play Bowser, I knew that he was just going to grab me and walk me off the edge. So if I oh, saw Bowser, I was allowed to go outside of the band list and pick Zelda. <laughs> that was our those were the house rules uh, Garrett's not allowed on Zelda uh, Mike's not allowed on Bowser but if Bowser if if Zelda or Bowser gets picked then the other can be picked as well now yeah, my my force pick was Wario when everyone got sick of my bull yeah and of course my bull would continue as I do go and jump on the motorcycle and just back and forth across the map good times yep. and, the, and, and, of, uh, and look at the joy uh, look at the listen to the joy in our voices this is why it, do, it doesn't matter how grumpy about nintendo i am i will always forgive them and, and come back yeah always always i just I, I do wish they would appeal a little more to the like original nintendo generation which is old farts like us just, just a little just a little something for us. like like up the hardware a bit or make a little little some like a Zelda a mainline Zelda more geared towards what we liked, which was, you know, give me the dungeons, please. Yeah. That's I mean, I they're want. being more, they're, they're pushing the story, right. They're trying to be a little more, uh, linear. Yeah. In that, in and, that and, regard. And so of what I played in breath of the wild, I liked that bit. They were great characters, um, in breath of the wild and it like, it, and kind of represented in having a sense of character uh, that I thought was more fully developed than any other Zelda I've played. Um, so, like, I, I really, I get pushing that. Anyway, uh, you want to talk more Nintendo? Yes. Talk well, to me about the Mario bef- movie. Before we do, uh, I would like to talk to you about the folks that are uh, helping us afford <laughs> these ridiculous <laughs> Nintendo prices. <laughs> these subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, the folks supporting us on our Patreon, which you can go to by going to supportourbromance.com. Uh, also shout out to our YouTube members, uh, cause that's another way you can support us. So thank you for the support everybody. But if you do support us on either, uh, we have bonus content available for you. If you're supporting us on Patreon or supporting us on a YouTube membership, you get access to our members only discord channels and our bonus shows. And we just put up a bonus, excuse me. I don't know if that was a hiccup or burp, but I just stifled something. Huh. Uh, but we just put up a behind-the-scenes video of uh, I, I recorded my unboxing of our new rig, and then we both showed off our new PCs and uh, and the old ones, as a matter of fact. And I'm so sorry that I gave some of you a panic attack with how much dust was in my old computer. 
Oh, sure. I apologize. Sure. I have three dogs and a very fuzzy cat, and it's it's just an endless battle in this home. And yourself. Yeah. <laughs> hair everywhere yeah so if you'd like to support uh, uh more air dusters and uh more <laughs> conditioner to keep my hair from the inside of my pc please go to support and consider supporting today well that means it's time to get into this week's news i almost hit the wrong button good 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 oh great news everyone shove it the super mario brothers movie um, Kyle, it, it, uh, it broke, it broke records and you're supposed to say which records, which record, all the records, uh, forever for animated movies. Oh, for animated movies, uh, made over 200 million domestically in its opening weekend and over 377 million globally, which, uh, uh I guess beats out frozen Two, <laughs> which I guess was the previous top dog. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I believe it. You know, Frozen 2, bit of a, bit of a bummer. Bit of a, bit of a I still haven't film. seen it. Oh, it looks cool yeah. to me. The, I really like the trailer where she was running on the waves. Like, I'm like, oh, good exploration of her abilities. Yeah. Yeah. They, they expanded upon that. But I haven't, a great uh, song with I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I, I remember watching the first one and being like, this is just tangled, but I don't like it as much. <laughs> it's just tangled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I, you know, if, if I was a sister, if I sister, sister kind of business, I'm sure it, it would also like have a lot of gravitas there and I would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked it enough. Elsa is basically a sorcerer, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. the, the, the whole concealed don't feel bad parenting, perhaps a little, little, little bad parenting there, but you know, but that's the moral of the, the story. Exactly. Is. is don't conceal and don't it, feel it, and, and feel here. Think yeah. fear. Yeah. <laughs> where my walls at um <laughs> yeah but uh I, that's impressive in its own right but like also you know uh, illumination i think is in bed with universal or owned by i don't know the i don't i mean that'd expert. be my assumption yeah with, uh, despicable me and all yeah that. yeah because illumination did the, the that's the studio that animated the film and they they're known for despicable me and the minions movies uh but also being in bed with universal and this like also beats out like the big tentpole universal live action films from the last few years it it, it beat out Jurassic world dominion it beat out fast nine both those are extremely high grossing uh freaking series so um yeah uh, just it made all the money uh the makes re- sense the re- you know you the reviews are average if you pay attention to that sort of thing. The critics think it's okay. Um, I rather enjoyed it uh, quite a bit, uh, and it just ties into my previous conversation because I've been I've been pretty down on Nintendo lately, and so but like I, I have a younger brother. Uh, we don't get to spend a lot of time together. He's a, a raging, raging uh, Mario fan. Uh, so I, I was I was like, I call him. I'm like, hey, bro. Uh, you free this weekend? Let's go see Mario. And he was, he was free, and so we kind of made it. Katie and I and picked up my brother. We went and saw it, and then we met my folks afterwards for dinner. So it was like it turned into a big family day. Sure. And yeah, so that's 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 why I did it. Because uh, like otherwise, I was like I could wait to see this until it comes out. So I wasn't expecting much. And yeah, speaking of, we talked about soundtracks a lot today. Uh, the soundtrack, like it got me, man. Like damn, like. Hit me right in the nostalgia. In the nostalgia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard like, uh, J- you know, Jack Black sings a song called 
Peaches or something? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's uh, for comedic effect. It's a ridiculous song. Okay. Okay. It's- Does he like... Like a ballad about how much he loves Peach and why he always wants to kidnap her? Is that the... It, you, it, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's exactly what that's one of my favorite Marios, right? I, want, I, love, I love super like sentimental, gonna give him a rose, but I'm too nervous Bowser. I love that trope. It, so it, maybe and and Jack Black was perfectly cast for that awesome. kind of Bowser. Yeah. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I really enjoyed the voice cast. Uh, I know there was much to do about Pratt. Uh, I thought he was uh, he did what Pratt does best, which kind of blends in. Um, you know, sure. it's the lead character, and he kind of just to me, I I wasn't really thinking about it the whole time. Honestly, I was thinking about how perfect Charlie Day is as Luigi. Yes, yes, um, the energy. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see it for Charlie Day. I love. I love always sunny Charlie Day episodes. Uh, you know, <laughs> not not necessarily the Dennis episodes; they're a little weird. Uh, <laughs> but man, I love that. And uh, for me, I've the the whole re- like I really struggle with live action comedy. I find it rough to watch at times. But for me, I made the transition between SpongeBob and Always Sunny, and you just move the characters over. Charlie Day is SpongeBob, and always kind of nervous. <laughs> Dennis is Squidward. You got Mr. Krabs, Danny DeVito, and you just go, oh, this is just really raunchy episodes of SpongeBob. Oh, my God. You're blowing my mind right now. Is this a thing? Is there like a TikTok video that went viral that explained this crossover? No, it just worked for me. This is just your brain. (laughs) This is just holy shit, dude. You are not wrong. To Um, my comedy. You're moving my comedy level over. Jeez. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong at all. Um, But anyway, yeah, um, I really like the movie. Uh, I mostly wanted to mention this uh, because I want to ask you, because this is the way the world works. Uh, they're going to make another one and probably make more Nintendo licensed films because this made all the money. Mm-hmm. Um, what what other Nintendo properties would you like to see movies of? Oh, interesting question. We're in the world of we're in the, we're in the age of cinematic universes, Kyle. I mean, my first thought is Star Fox. Yes. Like a really good down, not down on the planet like they went with later games, but I would want that reverence for the ship. You know, I'd want out of ship scenes, but then we would get in that ship, it's go time and it's nothing but video game references. And we really kind of put the camera behind the ship and get a feel for that adventure, much along the lines of what I want out of a a Star Wars movie right now is something very heavy in the ships. I want to, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I want to, I want a Starfighter Star Wars series really bad. Um, and we've got a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about because Celebration wrapped up last weekend. Um, we got like all the Star Wars announcements. And sadly, it looks like we'll be waiting a while for our Starfighter anything. Ah, uh, yeah, that like really intimate. I think of uh, Redline. Uh, I know, I know you've seen the big scenes. I've Red seen Line, all the race so. scenes in Redline. I've never actually sat through the whole movie. Though. Yeah. Like, give me that, mm, 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 like, give me that track and let me, let them hit the, the proton torpedo button. And the camera goes like the beginning of X-Men 2000, whatever, like through the, through the pipes, through the electric cords down to the missile. And uh, the little, yeah. little, like casing falls off the proton missile as it like, I, I, really just, bask in it this is how our brains work you literally just described fast and furious one when you know uh, yeah the nos or whatever vin diesel steps on the gas and you see the like the clutch and gear engage and you follow it out the tailpipe i love that because i don't know cars and i don't know the inside of an x-wing so it gives me weight and understanding to 
like even what this button pressed when, you know, Luke Skywalker, whoever you'd have for this movie is out there, you know, like wrenching on the X-Wing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was there when the wing got damaged and now he's fixing it. And, you know, like the the beginning part of uh, Empire Strikes Back, where they keep working on the ship and that's kind of the drama is the ship's not working. I really like that stuff. Oh, yeah. So a Star Fox movie would be awesome. The art would be disturbing because, you know, it it just be it'd be so over-sexualized by the time it got to the internet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it'd be worth the risk to make a Star Fox movie. Or, you know, just like, just break... They, they've done this before. You know, I mean, the, the original Mario Brothers movie, right? Like, Koopas were weird, tiny-headed lizard men. But we could do, like, a Star Fox where, like, codename Star Fox, codename Wolf. You know, they're people. They're not, uh, they're not animals. Uh... Don't I, I mean if you're so if, the way my brain's been like mulling around this because um, it, it, it's a spoiler for the trailer of Mario Donkey Kong's in it. Um, oh, so they're, no. they're already kind of blending worlds, even though I know there's a connection between original like Jumpman Mario and Donkey Kong via the Donkey Kong arcade machine. Sure. But it's still it's a little. Yeah, it's a little cloudy. It still yeah. feels very much like kind of a, a blending of two worlds. Um so I'm I'm like they're totally just setting up for like you there's no reason you couldn't have other Nintendo universe movies, right? So like in my head I'm I've I just immediately started thinking I'm like okay it's going to stay in illumination, which means it's going to be pretty wacky and geared towards children. Um cuz like my the first place my brain goes is oh could like a Zelda movie as long as it's good would be awesome. <laughs> Sure. But like, I can't imagine Illumination doing justice to a Zelda anything. All right. What what else has Illumination done? Uh, Because I know Despicable Me's and Minion movies and and all those. That's all I know of. Oh, I think they did the new Grinch movie with, how do you say his name? Uh, Benedict Cumber. You have have the best way. uh, uh, Cucumber Bucket. Wait, so what? what Cucumber Bucket. Yeah, yeah. Really? He did. He was the Grinch in that? He was the voice of the Grinch in that, yes. That's an interesting casting, huh? Uh, Did they do that? Yes, they did the new Grinch. I didn't hate it. Oh, Uh, they do Sing. They do the Sing movies. Yes, Um, I do not like those movies uh, at all. I I, I didn't. I'm not much for um, mass singers or anything like that. Yeah, they're so. the most well known for the Despicable Me universe. Oh, they did Secret Life of Pets. That was extremely weak. <laughs> I'm here to report <laughs> that if you've ever seen a puppy compilation on YouTube, you've seen the Secret Life of Life of Pets. It's literally like ten year old jokes. I've I've from- seen I've seen both of these movies because Katie likes them. The the Secret Life of Pets. Yes, yes, she is a fan. It's oh man, it was it was unnecessary. If it's it was, if it's cute animals, before. if it's cute animals, yeah. Katie is there. Uh oh, they did the Lorax was okay. I didn't the see Lorax. the Lorax. That was Danny DeVito doing the voice, right? Was was Danny DeVito in the Lorax? Do I how do I, I know more about a movie that you saw than you? Well, I I, I I just remember let it die, let it die, let it shrivel up and die. Yes, that was uh, the, Danny the, DeVito confirmed. That was really that was Danny. DeVito. He didn't have any um like a, a, a grain in his voice. Voice acting, Kyle. Yeah. Oh no, he was the Lorax. No, I'm thinking of the bad guy. Yeah, Danny DeVito was the Lorax, not the villain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was the villain. I know. I just kind of pictured Danny DeVito as because the villain was all the 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 villain and the Lorax are both kind of Danny DeVito uh, proportioned. (laughs) 
So th that's where lied my confusion. The Lorax was fine. So anyway, I started rhyming. Yeah, I, I, but I like the Lorax story in general, like the original original with the like the the who's a what's it's uh, that's probably his name. What's his the the one slur the one slur. Uh, I know, oh, baby. Oh, how my business did grow. I didn't read Man. any Seuss beyond. Uh, I was basically just Cat in the Hat and the Grinch growing up. That was that was kind of it. Oh, the Swami Swans and the and the the Barbaloots. Like, yeah, I think. That, sorry, yeah, man. The Lorax. Yeah. I was. The uh, Lorax is a great one. Okay. Okay. Um, give, give a the, mouse a cookie was the big one in my home growing up. Sure. Give a mouse yeah. a cookie. Yep. That's that's all right. Yeah. Yep. A cautionary tale. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I tweeted this, so I'm going to uh, scoop my own Twitter and say that I am exhausted on cinematic universes, but I enjoyed the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie so much that I uh, am excited for them to keep going and they better make a Smash Brothers crossover event film. Just give me Luigi's Mansion 100%. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm not a huge Luigi's Mansion fan, uh, but after seeing Day's Luigi, I would I would be there day one, opening day, what? to see that movie. Why is there so many ghosts? He's running around the upstairs, <laughs> he's like going around. You get a bunch of celebrities as the as uh -huh. the various voices, the ghosts. He's having to vacuum it up. Oh, oh yeah. it'd be it'd be perfect. Oh yeah, it'd be per. Just take the whole cast of Always Sunny and just put it in Luigi's Mansion. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> they're different. They're different booze. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess who would play the doctor, uh, you know, the inventor? That might be Danny DeVito, but, you know, just, mm -hmm. just go for it. Just go for it. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat's, uh, chat's saying uh, Donkey Kong movie is logical for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, uh, it was Seth Rogen that got to do Donkey Kong, and uh, he was good. He wasn't doing, like, just, like, his basic normal voice. He was he was doing, a you know, he, okay. a little, I would say a little bit of a higher register for how Rogen I mean, usually sounds. Donkey Kong has amazing music. I love the boom, 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 boom. Just the whole, like, the vibe from level to level. Donkey Kong has one of the great, it's not, like, touted. Like, there's so many people that love video game music, but I think Donkey Kong has one of the best musical journeys of any game ever made. Mm. Level mm. to level. Yeah. Well, you, you might like the movie, because there's quite a bit of Donkey Kong music in it. <laughs> and the, the arrangements they did, because a lot of it's, like, orchestral kind of redos. Um, there's a sound awesome absolutely there's so many little uh like the, just the motifs from mario sneaking through in some places there's a lot of other places where the music is really obvious what it is but there's a lot of little subtle musical cues that like hit me and surprised me i really liked it i think this team though they would destroy and absolutely dominate a uh, kirby movie yes i agree because it's very much their vibe i'm not Kirby Kirby quality has probably the highest variance I've ever seen. Like, I, I really like some Kirby games, but they can be really poorly made, like Crystal Shards. That one is just weird to replay. I didn't play a lot of Kirby games growing up. Whatever one was on the Game Boy Advance, I played the living hell out of. Is it just and like the the the. the the DDD and like it's kind of it like Star Star Fox has some truly disturbing lines like you know how the pig killed his dad, Daddy screamed real good before he died. And you're just like, what the hell did you just say? As they fly into the final level, you're like, oh my god! <laughs> it was the this, '90s. <laughs> this is for children. But it, like it, Kirby's the same way. Like there's some weird stuff about how they're like stealing everybody's joy and you have to fight like their their personifications after. Well, the it's fact. it's Dreamland. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's I mean, inception for children. 
Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, you, you give it a little too much thought and you're kind of like, what the hell were they thinking with Kirby? But this team would dominate a Kirby movie. Yeah. The cute yeah. little Kirby uh, movie. minion kind of stuff. Kirby movie came to mind. I'm not a giant F-Zero fan, but I could see them rocking an F-Zero film. Oh, weird. Well, you talk, You mentioned Redline, and I'm thinking, like, what if you went, like, Speed Racer with, like, an F-Zero movie where you really heighten visuals and you kind of follow, like, a racer and his team? I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Redline is very much a, a draw there. Um, I, I would want live action. I would want something more along the lines of Ready Player One, like something kind of in between, yeah, half sees world. Well, um, I'm as, I'm assuming everything is going to be illumination because they made so much money. So sure, sure, be sure. Animated. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's just kind of where my brain like this. You got You got to get into the dark aspect of F Zero because that's really where the the universe shines. The whole. I mean, it says you're retired, but you exploded on that course. You're dead. <laughs> Those games were impossible. <laughs> Yeah, because like, and and there's Metroid and there's Zelda, and those are two where I'm like, Illumination clearly has the license, so yeah, or like, but oh, it'd be nice if they kind of handed those out to different studios that kind of took a more serious bend, but still kept it animated. Yeah, huh? It would be kind of like I would love like almost silent film Metroid, just moody. Mm adventure film in creepy space. Did you see the Buzz Lightyear cartoon uh, movie they made? The the new one that's super confusing because yeah. it's not a Toy Story movie. It's the movie that Andy watched in Toy Story. Oh, is that is there like a t- tie-in zoom-in? Do we zoom in to, TV, to a TV? I thought this was just like... Because there was the TV show. I love the TV show, Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Um, but the the new movie was not based off that at all. It was just like the adventures of Buzz Lightyear. Done right. Very serious. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, no. But I'm aware of it. Cur- yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. I'd be curious what you could do with Zelda. Because Zelda... We've gotten away from this a little bit recently, but Zelda would be perfect for a kid in King Arthur's court. Like... I mean, we call it Isekai. Mm. Anyway, but, you know, dude, dude, the kid, he falls in the hole. He wakes up. Now he's the the chosen one. And he's all confused. And he has his Walkman with him. And he shows, you know, Ganondorf how he beats him with his 90s cool kid. I guess, whatever, you know, 2000. Uh, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be real mid out there. You know what I mean? You know, lots of slang. Lots of, you know, laying down the cool kid words. He's he got the haircut. You know, the modern haircut out there. But uh, I mean, you could also, you could just embrace the jokes, right? Like I, I think back to when they did the Batman Lego movie, which is probably my favorite of the Lego movies. That is a good, like one, I love man. Batman. I, I have very strong opinions about how I want my Batman to be. And the Lego Batman movie takes the complete piss out of Batman. And it's great. It's hilarious. It does. Who played the Joker in that? That was like the weirdest journey for me. I don't remember. Cause I was like, Oh no, this isn't the Joker. And by the end I'm like, Oh, Okay. You, could, you could you could have like a I mean much much the way I haven't seen it yet but it seems like the new D and D movie is very much like kind of self aware uh, yeah and has oh, fun uh, so, with itself so that was Will Arnett doing Batman who did a phenomenal job yeah I knew it was Will Arnett but I don't remember who did Joker uh, Michael Sarah was the voice of Robin I thought he hadn't done anything in like twenty years so. oh, that was perfect yeah no it was a really good cast uh, oh the Joker was uh, Zach Galifianakis really. Yeah. Oh, man. I need to watch Lego Batman again. I really liked that movie. Because, uh, yeah, the second they walked out, I'm like, no, this is goofy. This is weird. What's going on? This isn't Joker. But, oh, Billy D. Williams did Two-Face? 
Uh, yes, that was a deep cut because he was supposed to be Two Face in the never made third Tim Burton Batman movie. Because he shows up in the first Batman for Tim Burton as uh, what's his name? Who's, who's the guy that becomes Two Face? Uh, Will Harvey, right? Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent, yeah. Yeah, he's in he's in the 89 Batman as Harvey Dent. Seth Green was King Kong. They had Sauron in there. It, it was one of those where, like, it was kind of weird because it was basically Universal doing their Universal thing right now that they just do, where they just throw properties endlessly at anything they are even slightly related to. And you're just like, what would... Uh, Voldemort, Sauron, what the hell is going on in here? But, hey, we own the properties. Let's do it. Why not? Well, if you're doing a Lego movie, that makes sense. Like, because it's licensing. <laughs> well, uh, no, but Lego owns, Lego owns everything under the sun. However, uh-huh. this was a WB production, and it was very much in the WB camp rather than the Lego. Like, you'll see Legos, you know, Monster, uh, Monster Jam and Hot Wheels right next to each other. Like, Lego just breaks all barriers. Mm-hmm. You've got... Lego Batman right next to Lego Spider-Man. And then next to that is the Avengers. They're just a juggernaut. But when it came to movies, those things get a little more restricted. Mm. Oh, Conan O'Brien did the Riddler. That's a good match. That's a yeah. good match. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you want to just stop the podcast and start watching Lego Batman? Because Lego Batman's great. I don't want to watch hilarious. it. The movie, that movie is so much better than it needed to be. Like it, it's good. It's good. Anyway, so like I could see you like, take Zelda don't be too serious about it and just have fun with kind of the, the meta humor yeah. of, of what it means to exist in the Zelda universe. Like, like you, you meet Link and Link's like, oh God, I feel like I've done this however many games there's been. <laughs> just make fun of the fact that he's reborn in another life. Like, Sure. <laughs> yeah, just have fun with it. So whatever the case is, I just want to see this go to a Smash Brothers movie. Some big crossover. Let's go nuts. Let's have our fun. Let's do it. They sold me. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. It's it's the, the narratively it's it's not insane, but also like Mario narratives are pretty low effort. Not that, low effort, but like I don't think of any Mario story that really affected me. So yeah, yeah. There, I mean, well, um, you know, uh, the Bob bomb in the most recent pair of Mario was pretty. <laughs> was pretty emotionally intense. I don't remember. But it's, yeah, no, they're, they're cute stories for sure. I, yeah, a Samus movie would just, I don't think you can do it. I wouldn't, I would want full like aliens. I don't know how uh, you'd make a, a funny Metroid film. Yeah. So like as much as I would, if, if we end up having some kind of Nintendo cinematic universe, uh, Samus and Metroid better freaking be represented. I don't think I want illumination to make a Metroid movie. So what I've heard as like the main critical uh, critic critique of the Mario movie is there. The plot is weak. Like it's just, it's more vignette than plot. Yeah. And I think that's why critics aren't enjoying it. Like, especially if like you're coming at it and expecting like a Pixar level narrative where there's usually a, a, a very like serious narrative and sure. moral to be gleaned from whatever story they're telling. Um, but to, to me, like, and, and, and they're not wrong, but that's where I go. Yeah, but like, it's Mario. Like, Mario's just kind of a, a video game adventure at the end of the day with light and fun characters. Yeah. And that's more or less the movie they made. It's, it's kind of, that's it's, cool. it's kind of, it, it just like, let's move from set piece to set piece. There's, there is an, there is an arc, there is a narrative. Mario and Luigi go on a journey. 
and and kind of grows people along the way, but it's very very light compared to something like a Pixar movie. Um, Damn, have man, and then with the D and D movie kind of nailing everything I hear about it, it's really nailing its references, and there's just so much to enjoy in every shot. Poor World of Warcraft movie. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Just too many fingers in the pie. Yes, at the end of the day. Yeah, and they started with not the most interesting part of the Warcraft story. Well, it definitely felt like they wanted. They, well, we can build to this. We'll build to the best part. You know, We're, we'll get there. And that's, yeah, which on one degree, I I guess I respect. But like sometimes I'm like, prequels shouldn't be made because they're not that interesting to begin with. And you just like essentially started with the prequel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Prequels are for the hardcore fans, for people who want more, you know, origin stories and all of that. I love when we just kind of start half made like a, like the Wolverine movie where he jumps in the hole and gets nuked on his back and fights the samurai robot. Like that was just. We didn't overdo the origin story again. We just kind of went on a new adventure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. And and uh, uh, I was trying to avoid getting into it when we were talking about, at the top of the show, the Nintendo hardware concern. This movie is beautiful. And it, it, it while it also made me feel very soft about Nintendo, at the end of it, I was like, okay, damn it, Nintendo, put out a better console because I want your games to look like this. Like, it's still cartoony. It's still stylized. But this movie is gorgeous. There are shots, Kyle, of Bowser's floating castle island thing that look like straight out of like an 80s heavy metal album cover. Like, it's some of the most high fantasy insanity I've laid eyes upon. Like, it's truly gorgeous. Um like I'm, I'm going to buy this on like physical 4K media just so I can get the highest grade screenshots for wallpapers. Like it's so freaking pretty looking. Mm, what is your wallpaper right now? Because you got a new computer. What'd you, what'd you say? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm animated out. Uh, uh, my lock screen is Makima from Chainsaw Man, and then when you're into the computer, uh, my main monitor is Rebecca from Edge Runners, and on the left side, it's like, uh, like a cream paper color, and then there's just a tiny little pochita in the corner. Oh, oh, two. Oh, I need to do that. I need to do two and a login. Wow. And yeah. Went all out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I take my wallpapers very seriously. Apparently. I take oh. my wallpapers very seriously. Okay. I don't have a crush on, on Makima or anything. I just think the eye is cool on Makima and it's a close up of her eye. You can have a crush. Wait, who's Makima? Ma- Makima is the, the, the totally evil boss. Oh, the, yeah. The Chainsaw one that's Man. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, oh, the eye design is one of the coolest things I've seen in an anime in a while. Sure. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's it. What's your wallpaper? <laughs> uh, mine is a, a, a shot from solo leveling that, uh, that web comic I'm reading right now. Oh, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. You're really into yeah. that. Oh, look at oh, you. just I'm got it. You just got it ready. I don't have a yeah. quick way to show you my wallpaper. So no, I, I, I Oh. Last night I got to the big lore dump, which was a little amateur because, you know, lore dumps, they happen sometimes, but I'm not huge fans of them. Uh, but the, the comic has just been phenomenal. It's been so chilled to have something to not view, listen to. That's the main thing, like the, the silence. Mm. The, when, you know, we Everyone's in bed. There's a little bit of wind down time and just like silence. Open the window for the Pacific Northwest rain going outside sitting reading my comic under a blanket there you, if you want to explode discord uh, i just sent you a photo of my two monitors oh okay let me let's see what i uh let, let's see what i can what i can do here oh okay yeah nice yeah you got a little little press, press, little pochita press, in the corner press, press the buttons it's good stuff buttons. yeah 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 as as you do 
as one does. Um, before we move on and talk Star Wars, uh, let's let's we need a bumper for Diablo because we're going to keep checking in on Diablo Four. Uh, what would um, uh, uh, tremble mortals? No, that's Warcraft Three. Well, I, I think we should Warcraft call the summary: Are we going to hell? Because it works on multiple levels. Uh, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Are we going to be playing this game? Is uh, it going to be worth playing? Yeah, that, you know that's got some levels to it. I like it. Hell yes. question yeah. mark? Yeah, yeah. I already I already bought it. I usually don't buy, but I was like, ah, I don't want to bother anyone to get into the beta and I got a beta and I I have I there's people on that team I trust. So I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna support this game because I want to support these people and so I already bought it, but like is it gonna be a major part of my life? Yes or no? I don't know. Remains to be seen. But you pointed me at a headline this week from IGN saying that the Diablo 4 battle pass is going to take around 80 hours to complete. And then, I, and then I found out uh, this was referencing a PC Gamer interview uh, originally. Oh, oh, yeah, one level deeper. Yeah, yes, one level one deeper. Level oh, but, deeper. Oh, but you know, the, the IGN here has the dark mode and PC game. And, IG, and IGN has the better headline. <laughs> That's yeah, going to grab more they eyes. They do have a better headline. That's a better headline, uh, without yeah. a doubt. Without a yeah, doubt. Okay, IGN, well done. Uh, and which uh, now that I've spent, I spent roughly an hour Googling other battle passes today. I need a website that just has the average hours to complete for every battle pass currently out there. That's a good this, idea. This information is not easy to find. <laughs> well, that was the weirdest part about this particular article is it's written so positively. And that's what kind of took me uh, taken back by it. 80 hours to complete the battle pass? Like you say, 80 hours to complete the main game. I go, ooh, oh, so much content. But you say 80 hours to complete a battle pass, but this article's written pretty in the positive. So this is for those who want the massive grind and want Diablo to be that only game for them. Yes, which Diablo 4 is going to have some, uh, it's in, including a lot more live game elements than any previous Diablo. Uh, much, uh, It definitely has more MMOisms than any other Diablo. None of this is surprising. We knew a battle pass was coming. If you were into battle passes, a concern is how hard is it to complete the battle pass in the time it's here? Because depending on the game, battle passes are around for a specific amount of time. Marvel Snap, for example, it's only, it's like four weeks. It's like for the month for Marvel snap. That's yeah. a really short amount of time to knock out a battle pass, but their battle pass doesn't take that long to complete. Uh, whereas I couldn't find any current info on Fortnite Cause they were the ones that kind of made battle passes popular. I found a thing from back in 2019 saying at minimum 50 hours, but that's assuming you're actually winning in squads or duos. So it was like that thing from back then. I don't know how true it is anymore. was saying if you play with friends and you win with friends, you can get it done in this in a minimum. So it sounds like it's longer, uh, more recent call of duty. Things I saw were saying in the ballpark of 65 hours with a paid battle pass, which in call of duty, you get a little bit of an XP boost and you get to skip a few levels. If you pay right for the battle. Pass. Yeah. 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 I was seeing overwatch two in the 60 ish hours, but again, I don't, I'm not super, I don't, I haven't played overwatch two at all. I don't, I don't know. Is there a way to buy into that? Is there a way to get more XP? I don't know. So like, uh, if anything, this just made me realize, uh, how ridiculous it is to try and, uh, get a, a benchmark for how long it should take to complete a battle pass in a game. Game pass has that nice little feature on it where it'll tell you how long the game takes to complete and then to do, to do completion, completion playthrough. But yeah, yeah. And then a battle pass, like price per hour, would be very interesting. Pokemon Unite. I got into Pokemon Unite quite a bit there for about 
four months, that battle pass was impossible. <laughs> there was there was no way. I mean, I, obviously people did complete it, but you had to live and breathe Pokemon Unite in order to complete that battle pass mm. with the paid, you know, with the paid tier and not the boosted tier. I I feel that. Yeah. It's and then there's so many other factors too into what feels like a good or bad battle pass beyond just time to complete, right? And that's like the stuff that's in it. Like what do you get out of it? How good is the free track versus the paid track if they even have that split? It's it's what cuz like I I kind of like them uh, in games that I enjoy playing. Like I, uh, we were both really into Apex Legends when it originally came out and I thought that had a really good battle pass. Uh, that one had solid uh, um cadence momentum yes yes absolutely i really like the hearthstone one uh, which is a, a newer addition to hearthstone it launched in not the best state it's gotten a lot better i think the hearthstone battle pass is in a really good state right now was that only for battlegrounds is that the battle no pass? no it's for everything it kind of you get oh. and, and that, that's why some players don't love it so much because you do get like stuff for battlegrounds and if you don't play battlegrounds you're a little bummed about it but vice versa if you play battlegrounds and you get stuff for standard you're like well i don't play standard so that's kind of the downside of it but like in general i think it's relatively easy to complete and gives you a decent amount of freebies Hmm. so i i like the hearthstone one um obviously it's deeply tied to how much you enjoy the game yes what what we're kind of getting at here because we begged begged blizzard for a battle pass for here's the storm for the past three years if not longer, as soon as Fortnite kind of knocked it out of the park with theirs, we all went, can we have this? Is it, is it possible? I like the ones where you, Magic the Gathering, I think, is a really good one, where you have this free track, you don't get the pet, you don't get the skins, you don't get you know color variations or anything like that, but you get a decent amount of packs that can just kind of keep you going and some gold and some currencies and all that. You get the premium currencies on the paid battle pass, but you get the pet first. That's what you're after is you saw the cool pet. You want the pet. And then the color variations of the pet are scattered throughout it with the final most rare one being at the very end. I don't like when you get crud, 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 and then amazing thing at the end. That amazing thing can be amazing, but it has to be a variant of the thing you got for just buying it in the first place. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I just recently been playing Call of Duty again, and it's like they have new guns in their battle pass, and I uh, I paid for the game, so I don't want to pay for the battle pass. That's another thing I factor into. I'm like, did I buy your game? I kind of don't want to pay for your battle pass if I had to pay for your game, Um, which is going to be the case with Diablo Four. That's my opinion. Whatever. Like if you're out there, you love. True, I I agree with that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. but but that like that one like I, I. I got into this season really late, um, but they're like, and I really wanted, they had like a semi-auto shotgun and the, the battle pass that just ended like two days ago. Um, and I was like, I just got to get to that, but it was pretty low in the battle pass. So I was able to get it. There was a second gun. I've had no chance of getting though. That was deeper in the battle pass. Uh, that was, but that was because I came in late to the season. So they're strange. I'd like most of them in the games where I've interfaced with them, but I, I, I only, tend to get into the battle passes if I'm into the game is, is how it always tends to work for me and I gotta say Diablo 4 is not uh, Diablo in general is not a type of game I really want a battle pass for and I know where you the, stand well the seasons Diablo 3 seasons occasionally invigorated me to get back in there and play like there would be an armor set I really want or like I said a pet and it worked very well with the theme I was going for so I would come and go freely based on what the seasonal armor or build or augment was. 
and if it fitted exactly how I wanted to play my spirit build, Witch Doctor. So I am not going to be a Diablo 4 day one adapter of a battle pass. What I really enjoy, though, much like you know my broad Magic the Gatherings one, is when it's just flowing free in the background and you hit that halfway mark where you go, I'm totally invested. Let's do it. So as long as they let me build the you know, free battle pass exists and then I unlock things and I can activate the battle pass at a later date. Then I'm not thinking, how much is your game? $100 because I have to pay for a battle pass in order to have a good experience? Ew. Or, you know, you think to yourself, oh, a $60 game or $70 game, and then you become invested and you want to put down more money. No problem there. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. So, well, it's interesting. Uh, someone make that website, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how long How long battle pass? <laughs> how long battle pass.com. <laughs> battlehours.com I want to know I want it measured in hours I want to measure in hours to complete so here's the here's the reason why it's written so positively this is news directly from the associate game director so they are bragging about their length of 80 hours yeah yeah the so IGN is quoting an interview over a PC gamer with the game director yeah yeah, yeah so I was I was just curious right because obviously it's a grind game and people want it to last hours but it was interesting because 80 hours to me kind of goes, oh, 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 no. Yeah, because I, I believe I believe they're, they're in, and uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head, and it's not easy to find in here, I, but I do believe it's that the length of the battle pass is going to be tied to the season for Diablo, which makes sense. Did they say how long a season is? If they did, I missed it. I'm just going to do months. Nope. Uh, uh, singular month? <laughs> I, I hope it's not a month. You can do month please. isn't long enough for, I mean, for hardcores. Yeah, it's more than enough time. But for, for those of us mere mortals, I love month for rank systems. I think I think a month is perfect because if you didn't play, you don't feel like you fell behind, and you know you still maybe get some little rewards at the end of every month. Yeah, resetting every month in, in a rank system, I really like that. Because there's always an invite to come back. Yeah, because I think D3 seasons are three months. That sounds right to me, three or four. Yeah. Yeah, chat's saying three months, so. Okay. Well, that's yeah. a decent amount of time. That doesn't seem bad at all. It seems seems doable. If you even want it, which I kind of don't. But I, you know, I also don't want it to be, <laughs> I also don't want it to be, like, so bad that it just, like, sours the game experience or just a community around it. Um, but... Maybe I'll just shut up and play it alone and not care care what the community has to say. Right. It, it, it's so like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading through the comments here on IGN and, you know, lots of like instantly don't cares. You know, what a what a horrible thing. A hundred dollar, wait, a hundred dollar base game. Are they in Australia? Wait, how much is Diablo? No, it's not a hundred. Seventy. It was 70 yeah. for the base game. OK. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're thirty dollar bottle pass. Xbox Live, Internet connection, expensive Diablo game. That's true. That commenter has a point if you are. Uh, thinking on the console and having to have the connection fee on top of it. That'll, that'll always be a go, go back in time to the 360 area and complain, complain about that, I guess, because it's been sure, standard I, since. I begged my parents for a, a Dreamcast connection so I could play Fantasy Star Online. Yeah. That was expensive. Too. I think that was like 12 bucks a month. That was unheard of in 2000. Oh, dude, yeah. I remember, I remember when WoW came out. Like, I had a debit card and i was like i'm not paying monthly for this so i went and bought guild wars one because it didn't too. have a monthly fee yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and then it, literally everyone i knew was playing it and uh a year after vanilla launch i was like fine i will join you 
and they uh, gotta update their free to play system over at a uh, World of Warcraft. That is, that's all wrong. Up to level twenty, you're not gonna even like feel the game. I got that new starting zone, and it's okay. It's very World of Warcraft, right? I thought the new starting zone was solid. I liked it. I'm talking, and you're just like, oh, okay. It's it's wow, it's wow. <laughs> it's you, wow. Don't yep. ask if, for Final Fantasy 14 from your World of Warcraft. I'm not. I'm not. I just you know, it was a redone, intensive here, you know, story experience, and it was very, it was very wow. I I, I, I want to PvP with you, and I've been thinking, I'm like, what if we just had max level tunes and wow, that the only thing we did was PvP, like because we can't PvP together in Final Fantasy 14. Not the one we want to do. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. That's the well-structured, well-made one. Yes, not the one that's a clown fiesta. I love Crystal Conflict. Yeah, I'd love to play with <laughs> Crystal you. Conflict is fun. I'd love to do it together. And uh, to me, PvP has always been social. So when PvP isn't social, it's it doesn't exist for me. So I've been thinking, like, what if what if we just parked, like, we just had max level. The only thing we played WoW for was for PvP. I'm like, that'd be fun. I could get into that. I could, do, I could, I could try that on for a month and see how it goes. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I, let's go to the trailer park because there's so many damn Star Wars announcements. Uh, I'm just that's where it's going this week. <laughs> yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. I need to change that. I want someone a beer every single time I play it. Um. Yeah. Welcome back to the trailer park, and we're not talking exclusively trailers, but some trailers this week because Star Wars Celebration uh, happened and ended and. All the Star Wars news is here, Kyle. All the Star Wars announcements have now happened. Okay, but why aren't we doing it on May the 4th? Why we Star uh, Wars Celebration? Star Wars is Celebration April? is a Star Wars conference, and it has to happen over a long weekend. But it says April 18th, April 20th. So, oh, well, no, this is, the website's already ready for the next one. Yeah, they've already now? announced the next one. Yeah. Oh, but they're not doing one in 2024. No, they usually take a year off. Okay, so I need to, I need to find the actual the year went down. Yeah, I went year. to I've been to one of these because uh, they come to Orlando I think every fourth celebration, so every eight years I think. And COVID did weird things as well. Um, I went to the one where they announced the Last Jedi uh, was the one in Orlando, which would have been geez, when was that? Twenty seventeen, I think. Where you were dressed as. Stormtrooper? Yeah, what is a sand trooper? Yeah, that was oh oh you picked a cool sand trooper. Oh yeah. Oh, but I love the bike ones. The bike ones are probably my favorite. Uh that would the bike was sir, you call them a scout trooper like they're known. Ew, no. Scout trooper. Oh, no. Scout troopers are the weakest units. No, I don't like that name at all. But Scouts they're, they're are what you build first. Oh, I like scout troopers. They're also usually snipers in Star Wars games. I mean, uh, Scout in order, they're always they were always whipping out their shock sticks, which, you know, go on good on them for uh, points for gumption. <laughs> <laughs> scout troopers are cool. Katie went as a scout trooper, uh, which I thought was amusing because uh, she loves Ewoks and that that's who killed the Ewoks for the scout troopers. But I don't remember them. Dur- I mean, they were there. But by the time of the battle, it was mostly stormtroopers there. And there's still, there's still a lot of scouts running around anyway. I really like scout, scout troopers. troopers. Are super cool. You should like yeah. scout troopers, and you should just make peace with the name. Okay. But as I'll a kid, it. my favorite stormtrooper, my favorite any trooper toy was my sand trooper. I, th- I like the little the sand trooper leader that has the the shoulder piece. Love that. Shape. Yes, with the, that came with the lizard that it would ride. The do back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I got I got one of those that um it talks with a like Texan accent in this house. So just, <laughs> just, so, just so everybody knows. 
when when we play Star Wars toys, for some reason that thing uh, does uh, Doug Dibidome. My 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 Dubak went to a Goodwill uh, without being asked. No. Yep. Yep. All my Star Wars toys were taken to a Goodwill. I was not asked ahead of time. Oh no. Otherwise, this office would be fully decorated with all of these Star Wars toys of my childhood. But oh. Dad needed space. At least he kept oh. my video games. I have all my NES games, all my Sega Genesis games. I still have both of my Nintendo light guns. I have an orange and a gray one. I know like generationally, like I made my parents wait till 32 till I had kids, but I'm really happy. I have my star Wars toys. They're mm. such great. I mean, I saw, you know, ripped ass Luke with his giant He-Man packs. <laughs> <laughs> I had that toy. I had that was toy. also kind of large, but it's the Han Solo that came with like the, the back guns. So he's got like this weird orange vest thing going on. You know how, like, you know, you'd want a Batman toy, but you'd get, like, scuba Batman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's one of those yep, Han Solos. Yep, yeah. I had the the weird, I had a weird action penguin toy, because I had a lot of Batman toys. And it wasn't the wasn't the penguin I wanted. Yeah, it wasn't the main penguin, right? Yeah. It was some weird, like, side penguin. Color change penguin. You know, you know how I had a good childhood? When this is what you complain about <laughs> from your childhood. That's how you know. That's how you know. Um, so uh, where do you want to start, Kyle? Three new movies were announced. Okay. Not series, movies. Uh, and, or, and or season two got a release date. We got a trailer for Ahsoka that I know you watched because I made you watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Star Wars Skeleton Crew and, the, and Star Wars The Acolyte footage was shown, but only to the audience. So we haven't gotten a chance to see it. Inch. I, I mean, I like the word acolyte. What's that about? That's probably the thing I'm the most excited for. Because it's the most like new and I don't really know what to expect from it. But it's going to be said 100 years before the prequels, which I think puts it roughly at the end of the High Republic era. Which there are a lot of books being written in the High Republic era right now. Sure. Um, And I, they, they don't, we don't really know a lot about what the hell's going on with it. Except it's been like described as like a mystery thriller. And it's, it's going to explore like the dark side kind of emerging during the final days of this era. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, that's hmm. a movie, a movie for that one. That's a series. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to do a lot of exploring in a movie. So that sounds like the right choice. Yeah. Interesting. So we got a, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Which one is this? James Mangold, director of Logan and Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny. Which one are they doing? Wait, he's he did. He's doing the new Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That gives me more hope. I really like James Mangold's work. Uh, I like Logan. I haven't seen the Dial of Destiny naturally. Yeah. Well, he also did um, The Wolverine, which was the one in set in Japan, which is, I think, horribly underrated. I, I was just talking about that with the robot samurai and stuff. Yeah, I like oh, that one. I, my brain turned off, I guess. I didn't remember that. But yeah, I love that movie. He also did Four versus Ferrari, which is, you know, a, a, a nonfiction film, but really good. Oh, wow. 310 to Yuma, too. Yeah, no, James Mangold freaking rules. Um, they have not done much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, his movie is like set way, way in the past. I think they're saying like 25,000 years before the original trilogy or something. It's like oh, super proto okay. uh, he in an interview, he likened it to it's like going to be a Star Wars biblical epic. He's likening it to the Ten Commandments. So like old days of like proto force and Jedi and stuff like that is the vague vibe I've been getting about this movie. Well, they're not the 310 to Yuma. My 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 um, IMDb was like, whoops, and updated on me. 
farted out the wrong results. They did the great. They were the executive producer on The Greatest Showman, which I didn't see, but I do like uh, Hugh Jackman when they're allowed to be the theater kid they are. Is James Mangold just a buddy buddy with Hugh Jackman? Is that what we're learning? Could be. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to be buddy buddy. Are we going to get Hugh Jackman cool. in the Star Wars movie? I'm into that. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, like an old Republic with like ripped Hugh Jackman. Doing, oh man, I'm I'd, not I'd seeing an Indiana Jones credit. Oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> I just had to uncollapse director in his IMDb. So yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, is that is that? I don't I don't know my Star Wars timeline, and, and I, I pretty much only care about original trilogy and things around it. Uh, that's some people in chat are saying that's basically Kotor. Oh, no, yeah, some people are saying it's yeah. older than KOTOR. Uh, that's, I mean, the timeline's probably hideous because, of course, it's, you know, really front-loaded. And KOTOR in canon, as far as I know, is still kind of shaky. I don't know if it's been officially canonized, but it's there's been references to it. Like, KOTOR-era ships have shown up in Clone Wars, which is canon. It's weird. It's strange. Yeah, well, it was, you know... Bioware wasn't particularly good at maintaining their worlds, but they rarely did direct sequels. Um, I mean, they did, of course, but they weren't usually the same characters moving on stuff. They, yeah. they, they flied fast and loose. I'm I'm not super precious about Star Wars canon. Uh, like I just want cool Star Wars things. Um, no, I mean, they, they've obviously they've made a lot of mistakes and it's not an instant go see anymore. So it's definitely a for you wait and see and yeah, speak yeah, for yeah. yourself. Yeah, no, yeah, we we all I'm, I'm the one you know typing isekai into the internet, watching whatever the hell pops up, you know. So we we all have our we all have our junk food that we don't care. We simply do. What's in those Doritos? I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm just corn. Ha- I'm just happy it's on the shelf. Corn syrup solids? What is that? <laughs> nah, you know, sometimes you just go ah. It doesn't matter. It's I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. There's to, to me, there's just Star Wars I like more than other Star Wars. Okay, so we got so we got James Mangold. That that sounds pretty cool. So Dave Filoni, what are they up to? Dave Filoni is getting his own movie, his own movie, and that's uh that's uh a, 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 a Iron Man Crea- number one guy. Right? Dave Filoni is the dude what made the Clone Wars animated stuff. He he was there at the beginning of all of this, all of this the Mando verse, like he create, he created that first clone Wars movie and was the showrunner for the show and for rebels. Uh, and is, and is now kind of got his finger in all the star Wars story pies with the Mando verse. Oh yeah. He's, he's like giga geek. I love seeing anything with him. He's just, he always looked like he's just going to bust out and laughing. i love any interviews where this guy shows up. Yeah, he he actually worked with Lucas. So he's kind of he's cl- cut from original Star Wars cloth. Interesting animation department for King of the Hill, Kim Possible, Lilo and Stitch series. Yep. Oh, American Dragon. I haven't thought about that show in a long time. Avatar Last Airbender where they were the director. Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels. I mean, that's that's one hell of a. When you're a director on a show like that, you probably directed a episode or a few episodes, not like sure, the director. But, but still, I mean, this is a really really nice. Um, they did a voice in Lego Star Wars, a little bit of voice work here and there. He's had an on screen appearance as an X wing, recurring appearance as an X wing pilot in the Mandalorian. And this is Tales of the Jedi. Uh, there's TV series. I don't believe there's a name for oh wait tales of the jedi was a short series that came out last year 
Okay. It was okay. it was animated by like the Clone Wars team. Uh, it was good. You should watch it. You get to see there's a there's a young Dooku arc in it that I really enjoyed. Mm, oh, I, I do like Dooku. Yeah, I, it was. I mean, it, a lot of it was the voice, right, Christopher Lee. Yeah, they got it. The, the voice actor they got, I think, does a, a good job, and it's like exactly the kind of Dooku story I wanted. It's it's good. It's good. You kind of they they you sympathize with why he leaves the Jedi Order. All right, Ahsoka is going to be eight episodes. Uh, tell me, Mister Fontman, Mister uh, Mister Adobe Photoshop. Oh, is this title as hideous as I think it is? What title? The the title for Ahsoka looks like over designed with the power on button for oh, the. Oh, I rather I rather enjoy it. I think it's bad there uh, when it's reversed out <laughs> like it's supposed to be, where it's white text on a black background. I really enjoy it because they make it look like the white glow of her white lightsabers, and it also vaguely looks like uh, there's a visual motif that's really important towards the end of rebels, uh, that it involves white glyphs and Ahsoka. Okay. So to, if, if you know, you know, uh, which is why I rather enjoy the Ahsoka logo. And what's happening with Daisy Ridley, uh, going to be reprising her role as Ray in a, in a single follow-up movie to the sequel trilogy. Okay. They're not doing okay. a new trilogy. There's three new movies announced. None of them are related to each other. It's not a new trilogy. So it's gonna be. We're gonna have one Ray movie. We're gonna have one movie from David Filoni, which apparently is wrapping up the Mandalorian extended series. Oh my god. Yeah. And they they they, they linked to Twitter. Okay. Never mind. Wait. What? Um, uh, I, I I made the mistake of clicking the picture of Daisy Ridley here, and it linked immediately to Twitter. So, well, it is a picture of a tweet, Kyle. So I, I don't know, really I know. know what you expected. I know. I know. I, I wish I could read even slower this day. I wish I was even worse at reading at this very moment. And my eyeballs didn't absorb that. Uh, okay. I, I mean, she wasn't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Like, I would love to see her do more stuff. I, I, totally I like they were just I like Daisy Ridley. I like yeah. Ray. Uh, like, I know the sequel trilogy is uh, a really touchy subject for a lot of fans. I like the first two. Uh, I don't like I, I don't have the open disdain for Last Jedi that a lot of people seem to have. I do have open disdain for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, like, I think that movie is 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 legitimately the worst Star Wars movie. And I'm, I'm including like episode one in that. I really don't like Phantom Menace. And I think Rise of Skywalker is worse. But uh, uh, it, it, to me, the most interesting thing was her and Kylo's relationship and Rise of Skywalker squandered the living shit out of that. So. Yes, yes. It was all it was all directors, scripts, and then background kind of business, fingers in the pie. Because uh, obviously, you know, I don't go forward hating Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker for how they were portrayed in those films, and therefore, I thought I thought Daisley uh, did an excellent job with what they were able to work with. Yeah, yeah. The like, scenes that did work, you know, they put in the work. They they were flipping around, wielding the lightsaber. The fight scene maybe wasn't the best choreographed, but they put in the work. There was a lot uh, of promise and in interesting places it could have gone. And then the, yeah. they went with, they really phoned it in for rise of Skywalker. They were just like, and Palpatine's back and we're just going to kill the bad guy again. And that's the end of that. Um, so, so uh, any information about what that's going to be? Uh, her rebuilding the Jedi order, I guess. So like, okay. I, 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 that's the one where like, as a, a sequel trilogy apologist, I'm also kind of the least excited about, but mostly just because of rise of Skywalker. Sure. I'm like, oh man, if, 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 if they had somehow 
landed, stuck the landing with Rise, and we were heading towards a, a more interesting Jedi future. But they, I don't know, it was just kind of Return of the Jedi all over again. The, the Vader stand in and Emperor dies again, and the, the hero lives on. And I'm just like, we kind of did this with Luke already. Well, and the the position of rebuild the Jedi Order is just cursed because you got to have something happen. You know, yeah, and, and so maybe it'll be good. It like maybe they'll go into more. I wanted. I was really interested in the the, the last Jedi when there's that scene where they're like, "I have Ray and Luke are in the in a cave with like kind of it's like almost looks Box like a fountain grass. or a pond. They have the, the the Jedi seal on the ground, and he's talking about how. Yeah, the Jedi actually kind of sucked. Like they, they, they just were like consumed by their own hubris. They didn't see the the, the dark side sneaking up behind them, and they kind of deserved to fail. That to me, that's the most interesting shit ever in a Star Wars movie. Because he's kind of right. Like I love the prequels and especially the Clone Wars, but the Jedi were kind of dogmatic, uh, like fifty percent priest, fifty percent space cop. <laughs> like, and I think playing with the failure of that could be really interesting. But then you get to Rise of Skywalker and they just don't explore it at all. Like, I like the concept of a gray Jedi. They really went for it in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka. And I was hoping that the sequel trilogy would explore that further with our main heroes. And they didn't go all the way with it. And it kind of bummed me out. I mean, I love um, the Clone Wars portrayal of Obi-Wan and his many negotiations and liaisons across space. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan fucks there's no other way to say it <laughs> yeah, obi-wan but then like his struggle of like being like and scene okay i don't care about you i'm a do do i and that's a very interesting kind of plot he, he's you know he's the other spectrum of the anakin plot that he would give up everything for his love so you, you can't play I, I just don't know if you can rebuild the jedi order because something's always going to go wrong it's like I mean, there, there's many examples. There's always going to be another bad in Power Rangers. There's always going to be another defense against the Dark Arts teacher. Just like, stop. Just, just stop. So I, I, it might be worth exploring. I don't know how much more we can explore that, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you, you really need to make it different. Like, get get away from the weird, like, priestly vibes. Like, yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think there was really anywhere to go with Luke after return. Cause he just kind of becomes like a godlike figure. Like I don't, I don't really want to watch a movie about like a religious leader. <laughs> like, like to me, that's not, that doesn't sound like a good time. Um, and that's kind of what they did with him with his appearances in the Mandalorian. Like he's extremely stoic and, mm. and kind of Zen like, and he's more of a, of a figurehead than a character. And then last Jedi is more kind of, it goes more the Obi-Wan route becomes like the, the, the hermit. Um, yeah, I, I read a lot of the books um, post Return of the Jedi, and you know Luke has some serious and frankly bogus trials he goes through. You know, invasions of entire like undead forces and stuff, and Emperor clones and everything. He is challenged, but I don't think those work well in movies, uh, particularly with the amount of internal dialogue that you kind of join Luke for. Because he remains stoic on the outside. If you shot all the movies, it'd be kind of boring. But inside, he's questioning. Well, maybe you could. I mean, you, I mean if there's ever a, a nice excuse to have internal monologue, it's a Jedi talking to his dead friend. Yeah. So maybe true. you could do it. I don't know. We haven't seen a really, really like deep kind of reverent spiritual 
Star Wars movie. And maybe that's what James Mangold will give us. And maybe if that works, it's like, oh, well, maybe you can go that route and tell an interesting story. But yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, these are all the Star Wars things. Okay, that's quite a yeah. bit. That's a lot of Star it's Wars. It's a lot of They're Star Wars. Visions is getting a season two released on May the 4th. You should watch the first one if you haven't already. Um, there's a Studio Trigger short in the first season. That's real pretty. This was an anthology series where different anime studios made Star Wars shorts. Yes, yeah, so like Animatrix. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Highly recommend, and we're getting a follow-up uh, next month. So, And then uh, the confirmed Andor is ending with its second season. Uh, next year, we're not getting season two this year, uh, which I'm happy about because it's good and I don't want them to just drag it out for the sake of dragging it out. And they're ending Bad Batch next year. So that's going to run for three seasons and be done. So I like stuff. the darkness of Bad Batch. It, it didn't capture me. It wasn't something I needed to see week to week, but I, I did same. like I, I, have, I liked, I watched all of season one and I really enjoyed it. I haven't even started season two and the whole thing's out, but I, I, I will watch it eventually. I, I really like it. I wouldn't say I'm like over the moon with it, but there's nothing bad about it. It's just clones aren't like what I, they aren't my favorite thing in Star Wars. It's not what I watch. I'm Star impressed Wars by the voice acting immensely. How yeah. D Bradley Baker can, you know, talk to himself. for that. Yes. Long. Yes. And like, it still sound like, Django Fett, but different enough that you know exactly what character is speaking. Yeah. It's really yeah. impressive from a voice actor's standpoint. So it's good stuff. I don't know. I, I was, I was, I'm excited to hear about all this. Like some of it, I'm like, the, I, like anything in Star Wars, some of this I'm more excited about than others, but I was surprised to hear they're doing movies again. Cause they canned a ton of them. I was just flipping through the, the dial of destiny trailer here. Wait, wait, I kind of like the new trailer for, for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Interesting. I kind of like huh. it. You haven't watched it yet. Have you? No, I'm flipping through it right now. As we all, right, all right. J- uh, just pause. Cause you should watch, you should actually sit down and watch it with the sound on. Okay. Cause there's, there's more Indiana Jones spoken lines in this one and it's kind of doing it for me. I don't like, I don't like planes. I don't like when we jump out of planes. There's one man who can jump out of planes in movies and that's Tom Cruise. Cause he actually jumps out of plane. <laughs> But this is a hot mess of graphics right here. I recently rewatched Tomorrow Never Dies, and they did an actual Halo jump in that movie. It's not Pierce Brosnan, the but James they, Bond, yeah, but they, but they had a, a guy perform a Halo jump, and they freaking pointed pointed a camera at it. I always get accidentally excited. I'm like, oh, I love Edge of Tomorrow, but no, that's not the one. Yeah, yeah, no, the James, uh, Pierce Brosnan's second Bond film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. Anyway, interesting. Let's take a question or two and wrap this up. Sounds good. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or for supporting us on uh, either the Patreon or the YouTube membership, you can drop a question in the questions channel in our members only section of the discord. Trey Foyle asks, if you could, uh, if you had to severely curtail your playing time to three games, what would they be? Trey Foyle, you grossly overestimate how much free time Kyle and I have. <laughs> I'm not currently playing three games, or, or am I? Maybe I am. I kind of am. I'm I'm yeah, playing Re- uh, Resident Evil. A I'm, I'm constantly playing a Resident Evil right now, although I haven't played it much this week, which is why I still haven't finished uh, my the second track, the Claire track of two. Um, I'm playing Call of Duty. I'm playing Final Fantasy 14, and I'm playing Marvel Snap. Um, so I'm playing like four games right now. 
That, that's a pretty good diet. That's good diversity. I'm I'm pretty good too. I got a uh, Total War Warhammer three, Final Fantasy fourteen, and Dicey Dungeons is kind of my card turn based relaxer that I, I'm I, enjoying. And Elden Ring, but that's you know. I usually need a card game in my life, and I usually need a shooter in my life. And the shooter sometimes gets swapped out for a driving game. That makes sense. First person kind of energy. I, I guess reactions. I, I get if I'm doing the sim rig, it's it's yeah, I'm doing doing cockpit view. If I'm if I'm playing Forza, I'm playing with a controller. Forza is a really good controller racing game, but and Trey Foil here didn't say the desert island or anything, so we don't need to worry about like. You know, internet or uh, any yeah, internet. Yeah, the internet problem. Yeah, I've only had to play three games. Um, obviously, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, that's that's the MMO now, and I'm really not interested in going back to WoW. I if I had if I had the internet connection, I would probably start up. I'd need a MOBA. MOBAs really really tickle me. And mm. if I, if this was the three games forever, the just range and diverseness from game to game that you will find is just so high. But I think I'd pick Dota 2 if I were to, you know, because it would get updated. Yeah. <laughs> as, as much as I love, you know, here's the storm. If I, you know, I'd be playing that forever with no balance for the yeah, most Yeah, I think part. I, need a, I need an MMO. I need a, a Battle Royale. Even though I'm not currently playing one, even in Call of Duty, which has one, I'm playing more traditional Call of Duty multiplayer right now. Uh, but... Like I lean back, I lead PUBG because that's still today is to date is my favorite battle royale. But if it only had to be three, I'd probably go Call of Duty because I could have a battle royale and a really solid arena shooter. Well, not arena shooter because that's like unreal, but really solid deathmatch shooter. Um, so well, that's like the MMO, right? Like I would love to have, you know, a RPG, but, you know, I get sick of the start of Dragon Age one. I, I <laughs> have to re- you know, it, you get sick of it, and you know MMOs update. Yeah, yeah. So I'd yeah, go Final Fantasy fourteen. I think I'd go COD, and not just because I'm playing it right now. I, I usually need a shooter, and I think COD has the most variety in a, in, in a single title for a shooter. Oh, the third one's tough. Yeah, my turn based. I got to pick a turn based, and I think I'd do Darkest Dungeon one. I just love it forever and ever. That'd be my Desert Island game. That third Ethan spot is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been Heroes yeah. of the Storm, and I'm uh, MOBAs are essentially dead to me without it. Mm. I'm, I have no interest in learning another MOBA. It's it's heavy. It there, you know, and plus you got in on the ground floor, which I got to with Dota Two, yeah. you know, back in 1999 or whatever, whenever that was. Um, you know, there's just a Heroes of the Storm released. And if you got in when it first started, those heroes came out and you learn them as you go. Nowadays, you log into a moment and you're like, wow, 150 here. How do I even know? And the first thing people say, well, let's just play enough so you know all the abilities. All the, and then you have to know the items. And man, yeah, there's, a, there's an investment, an onboarding problem with those games. Yes. And a community problem because they're uh, full of horrible people. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Impatience. Um, Game knowledge, all there are many reasons for the toxicity. You can still wish it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, because then yeah, then I get into like that that third slot is usually for some sort of single player game, and I'm always swapping that out for a new single player game. I don't stick with the single player game forever. True. 
Luke asks, <laughs> if either of you were to take up a voice acting position in anything, a uh, video game, anime, etc., what would the property be and who would the character be? Uh, I, 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 please, for the love of God, give me a role on any animated Star Wars thing ever and let me play a, a snooty ex-imperial. That's like my favorite <laughs> Star Wars archetype. I love ex-imperials. Nice. I love characters in Star Wars that are good guys but still feel put upon. <laughs> like when anyone asked them of anything. I, it was, I did a one-shot. You were there for it, I think. Were you there for that? No, you weren't. I played a one shot where I, I uh, for Edge of the Empire, where I was an ex Imperial, and it's the most fun I've ever had uh, role playing a character in a tabletop. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So please give me uh, ex Imperial. There's a there's a character in the aftermath trilogy of novels, which was like the first stint of new Star Wars canon when Force Awakens was announced. There's an ex Imperial in that uh, series of three books that I freaking love and i just ripped that character off wholesale <laughs> for for a one shot it's what you do like people you know oftentimes are like well how do, you know how how do i make a D campaign how do i do find a property your players don't know about and rip it off if you're not selling it if you're not broadcasting it go ham and absolutely blow the minds on your players yeah, I, I went. I went ham. I went ham. That that the character in the book straight up has uh, Ewok PTSD from the Battle of Endor, and it's wow. wonderful. There's this wonderful fever dream sequence where he's he, talking about like hearing the Ewoks eating his friends in the distance. And I'm just like, this is wonderful. This is the best like spin on the Battle of Endor I've ever heard. Ham just crunching away. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's it's so good. It's so freaking good. Just like ripping out entrails. Oh my god, that's horrifying. It's rough. A man. Little, little paws covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> they are murder bears. Yeah. They were gonna eat on solo, dude. Where do you that's think? That's right. Yeah, they that's true. I never really thought about it. They're much, playing yeah, drums they on helmets at the end of Return of the Jedi. What do you think happened to the heads inside those helmets? Well, that's not a given, but you know, they were gonna eat Han Solo. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time you watch Return of the Jedi, which by the way is getting a theater re-release, and I'm gonna go. Um, huh. it's hitting its 40th anniversary at the end of the month. Oh, I see. Um, just the next time you watch return of the judge, just think about the smell of, of burning people, uh, during the, the yub nub celebration at the end. Just think of that. <laughs> think of that. The next time you watch return of the Jedi. Oh, well, as long as no one's crying cause it smells delicious. Like in game of Thrones, I'll be okay. That's the thing in game of Thrones. Yeah, in the books. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I only listened to the first yeah, book on audio. That, they skipped that little bit in the show there when everyone's starving in the north. But yeah, not a fun, not a fun bit of bookage there. Thank you so much, George R. R. Martin. Uh, he's, a, he's a hell of an author. He's yep. a hell of an author. Went for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your voice acting position, Kyle? I would I have creatures. I would want to do monsters, and I'd want uh, lots of room to mm, and really kind of Really going because it gives me time to read and think. Oh, okay. Okay. So like the whale, the whale we Bismarck, you know, we were playing the whale. Like that's easy to read because I get like 30 Ooh. seconds to go and kind of like catch my eyes up on what I'm about to read. And in D D, you know, when you're doing a talking beast, that that growling or you know, pretending to be the animal gives you time to think about what the player just gave you in terms of information. So I really like I really like getting in there. I love guardian. I love guardian beasts. Like, you know, you meet the king of the forest kind of stuff. Mm. 
And there's not a lot of that in Final Fantasy. I'd say that's like you know my one of my favorite tropes that's missing is there's very few conversations with great big animals. Yeah, whenever it's something like that, it's usually a primal and we have to kill it. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it says, you know, the, the more you know, big, like, die mortals kind of stuff, which is fun. Like, I'm all for it, you know, if it's talking to you, and that's cool stuff. But I really like uh, Avatar Last Airbender had so many spirits, particularly Ko, the, the faceless. Wasn't that their name, Ko? The face dealer. That was oh, so God. cool. Oh, God, that thing was so terrifying. The owl in the Have, library was terrifying. Yep, the owl, yep. I love, like, I loved guardian animals. So mm. any any property that had that, I would be happy for, you know, obviously. The, the best is in Mononoke. My, yeah, that one doesn't talk, though, at all. No, uh, but it is like, there's a presence to it, and it's really off-putting. Yes. The thing creeps me out. The boars talk, though, and I love the boars. I mean, of course, you got James Earl Jones doing the main boar. There, so some big, some big voice acting credits in that direction, but yeah, I, I can't even pick a property because I just love all animal spirits, particularly when they're corrupted and evil. However, I guess if they did, if they did a proper, like Cimmeraley in Lord of the Rings, that'd be really cool to be a part of. You know, do an animal spirit in there. I don't know. I got, I got, got to my own. You know, in case we get really famous, Garrett, so we can be that. You know, like Chris Pratt, we always we were jumping on Goombas. I was just endlessly jumping on Goombas. We need to come up with our background lore so when that role comes up, everyone knows, like Henry Cavill, that we should be a space marine. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds sounds so we, good. It's so, like your favorite color. We need so to. So I want to. So when they need a snooty ex imperial, uh, yes. they come a calling. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I, I need to commit. I need to, like I can say spirit animals and guardians, but I need to find the property. So I'm really plug-inable when it happens. Okay. And of course I'm famous, so you know the directors would put up with my dyslexia and my complete waste of time in the recording booth as I get distracted. <laughs> this is this, this is a dream scenario, so you don't need yes. to you don't need to sweat so much about actually doing the job. Okay. I think you know if I was famous, I think more people would put up with me. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, um, I, I I put up with you. And uh, you are decidedly not famous. I, well, you know, I'm, I'm professional in other aspects, but, you know, <laughs> hand me a piece of paper covered in words and we might have some issues. Fair, fair. Well, keep the emails coming, everybody. Drop us a question in the members only discord. Thanks for the questions, everyone. And uh, that brings us to the end of this edition of the Grinding Gear podcast. Kyle, you got some music for me. You got, you got I, some tunes. I, I, I believe I do. Let's press the buttons and we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. And I'm gone. There we go. I'm gone. Oh, I'm back. Oh, oh yeah. Shout out to our wonderful patrons supporting us on Patreon. Uh, you can support everything Kyle and I make together by going over to support It'll take you straight to our Patreon page. And uh, a big thanks to our recent patrons, starting with a timid listener. Um, oh no i'm gonna what go for it you're a bit you're a bit the timid listener bit. i was gonna say we appreciate you not being timid with that uh pledge button i I need help with this one what uh, uh, i was gonna go with on a v on a v oh i like on a v yeah i was gonna go with on a v that's a beautiful name yeah yeah i'll give you wines are all written down kyle and see what you do with it I Blean or I I, I Blean. Thank you.